5.48. Jerry hadn't slept since Friday. He couldn't. He could feel it as a tremor along the nerves. Everything had the distinct taste of static on the senses. He thought about Maggie, a woman that he had known for nearly twelve years, now exposed as just a role in an undefined game. Yet he felt no panic. His closest married friend had tried to assassinate him, while his wife was conspiring with some hidden voice. There was a potential enemy in every face he had grown to know, and yet... Jerry felt no quickened pulse. He calmly waited for the routine to play out. He had to know more. <coughs> Jerry went back to his chair and prepared his daily performance, reciting his dialogue. Morning, dear. Good morning. So did you sleep well last night? Great. And you? Not so good. I laid there and kept thinking about that poor Judy. I mean, how could Phil just up and leave like that? I don't know. He always seemed like a decent guy to me. Of course he would say that. How can you defend a man who has two children and then just leaves his wife after nine years? I wasn't really defending him, dear. It just makes me so angry, that poor woman. Yeah, it is pretty terrible, just when you think you know a fella. Well, I'm going to go to the gym. I want to get in a good workout before I go back to work. So early? Thought you usually go after work. Thought I might try switching it up. See how the mornings go for a change. Wow, quite the go-getter, aren't we? Well, have fun. You betcha. Jerry circled the neighborhood, then parked on his street a few blocks down, but well within the sight of his house. A quarter after eight, he saw Maggie's car back out of the driveway. Keeping his distance, he followed. It took her ten minutes to drive to Michael's elementary school. He watched the two of them get out of the car and walk towards the building. Michael hugged Maggie as she handed him his backpack. Michael then merged into a crowd of children, leaving Maggie alone. She looked in every direction suspiciously before walking back to her car. Karen, this is Jerry Maggard. Oh, Jerry. How are you feeling? Better, but still not up for coming into work. I'm going to have to take at least one more day off. Oh, my. Sorry to hear it. Well, I hope everything is going all right. The important thing is that you get well. You hear me? Yeah. Thanks, Karen.
Goodbye. At 8.52, Maggie walked into the entrance of Jacobs and Waxman Realty, the plastic bag held in her left hand. Jerry watched her deliberate march into the cold facade of the modern-looking building. Where are you? I followed Maggie to work. And? Nothing out of the ordinary yet. Is there something I should expect? Watching for a while. We'll meet at Bixby's for lunch. All right. See you there. 1029. Jerry stared at the darkened windows of the building, trying to fight off fatigue. He rubbed the blurry spots from his eyes, trying to regain his focus. What did Maggie actually do in there? Hello. How can I help you today? Hi, uh, I came here to surprise my wife, but I'm not sure where in the building she works. And what's her name? Maggie Maggard. Unless she goes by Margaret. All right, just a minute. Hmm, that's strange. There doesn't seem to be anybody in the computer by that name. I wonder. Uh, maybe she's going by her maiden name. Would you check for Maggie or Margaret Witten? Of course. Mm, I'm sorry, sir, but there's nobody by that name either. No need to apologize. I think I have the wrong office building. But thanks for your time. Uh, have a good day, sir. Thanks. Had Maggie lied to him all these years? Jerry's head pounded. Jerry thought about all the memories he had of Maggie and him throughout the years. There was their courtship in college. The day he proposed to her when they were in Paris. Their wedding. Honeymoon. The day she walked into the kitchen and told him she was pregnant. Holding back a smile until she was sure he too was excited. Then there was the birthdays. Holidays. Vacations. All the small moments that would make up the memory of a family. Was it possible that they were all created and planted into his head? He could see Maggie age through the years. He remembered every wrinkle, every stretch mark. He stared down the road, his mind elsewhere. Hey, Bill. Please, sit down. So did you find anything out? She either doesn't work there or she works under a different name. What am I up against, Bill? I'm not sure. That confirms my suspicion. You gotta get out of there as soon as possible. And go where? I don't know. I think. Go. Could I get you gentlemen something to drink? Uh, I'll have a victory ale, thanks. Yeah, I'll have the same. Coming right up. What about you? Where did you go to? Uh, no offense, but I, I, I really can't tell you that. Why haven't you left the area, then? Seems that would be a lot safer. I came back to warn you, bud. They said they were coming for you next. Who, Bill? Who said that? The man who tried to kill me. Or at least capture me. He just told you. 
Why would he do that? He told me because I tortured him, Jerry. What? What do you mean? Here you go, two victory ales. That'll be seven fifty, please. Here you go. Just keep it. Thanks. What do you mean you tortured him, Bill? I hope you're joking. He was trying to kill me. What was I supposed to do, huh? Reason with him? And don't pretend you're innocent. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be accusing. It's just, this is a lot to take in. I hope it doesn't come to that. That's why you need to get out, bud. Who knows what they want or what they're willing to do to get it. Do you have any cash saved up? Maybe some money that Maggie doesn't know about? Some. Not much. A couple grand I was saving for an anniversary gift. That's good. And I could lend you a couple thousand more. That should be enough for you to live off for a while. Why are you risking your life to help me out? We never really got along, Bill. Because nobody should have to live a lie like this. Because your life depends on it. What am I supposed to do? Just leave you to die? Or worse? Bill looked down at his watch. His hands trembled so violently that he was hardly able to bring the beer to his lips. I've got to get going, Jerry. Here. Meet me at this address tomorrow morning. We'll try to figure out what to do from here. Okay. Thanks, Bill. Watch your back, bud. You never know when they might try again. Hey, Bill. I just want you to know that no matter what happens, I appreciate what you've done for me. You do the same for me. I know it. We'll figure this out, Jerry. Don't worry. As Bill walked away, Jerry realized he had forgotten to ask him about his lawn. You should see your lawn, Bill. It looks terrible. Nah, man, I told you that guy's a total dick. Nah, I am not, I repeat, not going to that party with Billy Lesnar. I just explained to you why not. Yeah, whatever. Well, peace out. I'll call you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Douche. What? Oh! What are you doing? Uh, Who... Who are you? Shut it. I'll be asking the questions. Jerry? I said I'll ask the questions. Do you understand? Yes. Yes. Why? Help. Help you. Really? And how does crapping my pants help me out? Reviews. A trap. I had to... What do you know about the reviews? Please. Can't breathe. Answer me first. Don't. No, I... I know about Station Zero. Ugh. <coughs> what do you know Shh. about? Not here. Somewhere more public. I know a place. Two of them, babe. They make it snappy. Papa's thirsty. You've got to be lying. I know it sounds unbelievable, but you gotta understand. There's a lot going on that you don't know about. And I'm supposed to trust you? You've been nothing but a pain in the neck since day one. I know. I was hired to be a jerk. It's an act. My name's not even Jeff Cooper. It's Thomas Doherty. I hate tanning, 
I don't do drugs, and my natural hair color's brown. Look, Jeff, or Tom, or whatever your name is, I'm past giving a whiff anymore. And if you keep feeding me this line of bull larky, I'm gonna hit you in the face again. Jesus, would you relax? I know this is a lot to take in, but I swear I'm not lying to you. Look, two years ago I was hired to get a job at Avarice so that I could keep tabs on you. Oh, yeah? Why? I don't know for certain. I was told that Avarice is just a front, and that you were some sort of subject in a test they were running. And everyone we work with is in on it? No. Most people are just doing their jobs. They have no idea they're working for a fake company. Then who is in on it? Karen, and the people conducting the reviews for sure. I imagine the man on the 13th floor, too. As far as they know... I'm blind to their facade, just like everyone else. Who hired you? You're going to think I'm nuts. Lately, everyone seemed nuts, myself included. Try me. You ever see that bum with the sign, Who Are You? Yeah. Him. He's the guy who hired me. He's the guy that told me to watch over you. What's he got to do with anything? I'm not sure. But he told me if you ever confronted me, I was supposed to tell you to get in contact with Station Zero. Why you? I used to be involved in military intelligence. I know it sounds like crap, but I've been doing espionage work, both military and private, for years. He got a hold of me by an old contact I used to go through. What do you know about Station Zero? Not much. The bums only told me a little bit. He said it's like an emergency station they use to get a hold of their agents. Are you saying I'm an agent? If I had to guess, I would say yes, you are. But I can't say for certain. Why were you told to watch over me? I wasn't given a lot of detail, Jerry. In my line of work, you try not to ask too many questions. You dig? This isn't going as well as I would have hoped. I feel like I've got more questions than before. Sorry. It's the best I can do, Jerry. I wish I knew more. At least now you know you've got a friend. Yeah, right. Jerry looked around the bar, trying to seek out over attentive eyes. Is it safe to go back to work? I don't know. I haven't seen my contacts since Wednesday. That's when he gave me the laxatives. Look, I'm sorry you ruined your trousers, but it was the only way to get you out of the review in one piece. So, if they've been acting weird at work, asking questions about me, any of that? Look, Jerry, I'm not in on a whole lot on either side of the fence. I'm getting paid to mind my own business, and that's what I intend on doing. As far as I can tell, you start asking too many questions to the wrong people, and it causes a whole lot of trouble no one needs. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I should get going. Do you have my number? Affirmative. I'm going to be coming in late to work tomorrow, if at all. Give me a call and let me know if anything seems suspicious. Of course. Thanks, Jeff. Sorry, I I mean Tom. It's all right. You take care, Jerry. Hello? Are you on your way? Dinner's just about ready. Oh, sorry. I got tied up at work. I'm leaving right now. Okay. See you soon. Love you. Love you, too. 
Jerry ran his fingers along the Station Zero device in his pocket. He thought about Jeff, about Bill, and especially about the Vagrant. With all that was going on, how could he be sure who to trust? Well, well, Mr. Cooper. Looks like you're a busy man. Jesus, Karen, I nearly pissed myself. Oops. I didn't mean to give you an unnecessary scare, Mr. Cooper. I just saw you leaving the bar and thought I'd say hello. Sorry. Uh, I'll invite you for a round next time. How about... Oh, are you done for the night? Yeah, long weekend, and I'm beat. I need a good night's sleep. You've got plenty of time for rest, Mr. Cooper. What do you think you're doing, Karen? Ow! Oh! Ah. Where are you going, Mr. Cooper? Ow! Oh! Sorry, Jeff. It's nothing personal. <coughs> Douchebag. You coming to bed, honey? Be right up. You, uh, ready? Mm-hmm. 